1: Abraham
0: Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: So because New York is dealing with what we call summer in California, that is the only story in America, the orange sky. And I understand why it's, you know, getting their attention, because it is crazy whenever you're it's living. It's
0: amazing and horrifying. Yeah having,
3: yeah, having lived through it a number of times where you're staying in, indoors because it's just too unhealthy to go outside i saw a headline yesterday that said it was the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes if you're outside for 30 minutes or something in new york yeah mm-hmm. that's been that way a lot in california so anyway that's the story is getting a tremendous amount of attention so is this melee that happened at a school so joe texted uh, the, the 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 group text yesterday for the show about the coverage of this and I thought uh, I want to see the coverage that they have on mainstream news about. Yeah, I
0: was watching a special report with uh, Brett Bear on Fox News. William Logenes did a fabulous report on it, and it was striking. Yeah.
3: So I was actually running errands with my uh, seventh grader for one more day. He becomes an eighth grader as of tomorrow, I believe. Um, is that the way it works? You, you call yourself the next grade, right? He's a rising eighth grader. I believe that's the term. <laughs> All right. Um, but anyway, I said, uh, let's do a little compare and contrast here. Let's take in the mainstream media version of this story versus what Fox is saying. So if you only watch the ABC Evening News or other networks or read the Washington Post, I'm guessing this is the version of the story that you got.
2: This week's skirmish, which California's governor called an organized campaign of hate, is just the latest in a series of violent confrontations during Pride Month. Just days ago, protesters clashed outside an L.A. elementary school where a pride flag was burned this week the human rights campaign declared a state of emergency for the lgbtq community sounding the alarm over the current political climate and culture wars tragically this has come to our district but we're really seeing this all over the place tonight a month of celebration turning into days of confrontations
3: and that's pretty much the sum total of uh, what happened there at glendale which is an l.a area school
0: the violence that was astonishing that report
3: yeah so what you would take away from that is that just uh, evil bigoted homophobes who hate pride month are ruining in, celebrations f-
0: in far right california far right glendale california exactly so okay that's one presentation of it i hope you digested that you kind of remember the tone of it the quote from the governor then there was a quote from the far, far left human rights campaign, which is a way left to critical theory, queer theory organization. Now here's William Lajeunesse on Fox News. You may notice it has 50 times as many facts, for one thing. Start with 60, Michael. We
2: are kids alone! kids!
4: Dueling protests turned violent outside a suburban L.A. school board meeting where officials voted to bring LGBTQ awareness to class during Pride Month, leading to three arrests. Okay, so it
0: was dueling protests. We didn't get that from NBC, and we figured out, or we were told why people were protesting. It's bringing the pride thing into classrooms. It's funny, NDBC must have been pressed for time. They didn't even mention that at all. wasn't just right-wing lunatics. uh, Going on.
2: They need to stop asking little children what they sexually identify as.
0: Anybody could come to the principal and say, you know what, I'm transgender and walk in the the girl's bathroom.
4: What makes their child more important than a trans girl who, when she goes into the male bathroom, gets uh, beat up? Oh, From okay, the visuals,
0: so. it was clear that they had protesters on both sides talk to Fox News.
3: Right, but so, okay, so it's not just a revolt against the idea of Pride Month and a celebration, as NBC, NBC News put it. it said, okay, it's some policy decisions around bathrooms or asking little kids what they identify as, which would make me insane as a parent if you did that to my little kid.
0: As you know, I'm staunchly, staunchly against this crap, but I will point out that Fixed News, the far-right lunatics, had folks from both sides expressing why they were unhappy. How interesting compared to NBC News. Rolling on, Michael.
4: The school board says it's only following state law that K-12 curriculum include lessons about lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender Americans, and parents may not pull their child out of any such class. Schools must use students' preferred name and pronoun, and are prohibited from notifying parents. And all transgender students must have access to locker and restrooms of their chosen identity. Oh, so not only is the school not required to tell
0: mom and dad, hey, your kid is going around saying she's a boy, but they're forbidden from saying that. Oh, and the school board is saying, yes, biological males can go into the girls' bathrooms and locker rooms. We're requiring it. Left that out, NBC. And
3: they're going to get into that whole conversation in the school. So is this particular school my understanding is California state law is you're allowed to opt out of these things. Is that particular school not doing that or that? I didn't understand that part.
0: Well, the way that was worded suggested that, no, that particular part of the curriculum you can't mm. opt out of. And so, and this is insidious. I've seen this in other places. We have another story we'll get to later that's somewhat similar. Um, if the kid can opt out of health class, they put it in art class. or uh, They put it in math class. Right. 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 There you go. So they get the indoctrination anyway. It's very clever.
3: The other thing that gets fudged in all these stories, and I wish the media would catch on to this, is the age matters in this conversation a mm-hmm. lot. So you present it just teaching in schools and a lot of people who are half paying attention assume you're talking about high schoolers. But no, you're talking about little kids
0: often or incredibly impressionable confused adolescents in middle school, for instance, or the first year or two of high school. You're teaching 17, 18-year-olds this stuff after they go through puberty. They're mostly going to roll their eyes at it. But you get an 11-year-old and confuse the hell out of them, you'll get them. You'll indoctrinate them. You'll groom them, as some say. Uh, Give me 64, Michael.
4: So in neighboring Los Angeles, the school board expanded gender, aware, gender, gender awareness in schools, voting to make June Pride Month. October is LGBTQ plus History Month. October 11th is National Coming Out Day. November 20th, a Transgender Day of Remembrance. March 31st, a Transgender Day of Visibility. And April 12th. LGBTQ, LGBTQ Day of Silence, Trace. So basically you can see why parents are concerned about how this filters into the classroom. You think there's enough days involved?
0: A there? half dozen months and or days selling or celebrating transgenderism? You don't think something's going on there? How many were there five years ago? And is it because life was so horrific and there were so many transgender people who were closeted? This stuff is incredible.
3: I would like to hear that list again. I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, that went by fast for a lot of you. Focus on how many different special months or days they have here. Yeah, same
0: clip, Michael.
4: So in neighboring Los Angeles, the school board expanded gender gender awareness in schools, voting to make June Pride Month. October is LGBTQ Plus History Month. October 11th is National Coming Out Day. November 20th, a Transgender Day of Remembrance. March 31st, a Transgender Day of Visibility. And April 12th, LGBTQ Day of Silence Trace. So basically, you can see why parents are concerned about how this filters into the classroom. In schools. So two months. The school year is
3: only, what, nine months long? Roughly. Two of the nine or ten months are dedicated to this?
0: Yeah, and multiple days. National Coming Out Day, kids. Johnny, you're 11 years old. But just so many of them. Yeah, I know. I know. This, uh, you know, as I mentioned last hour uh, hurriedly at the end of the hour, uh, and I say this not to pat ourselves on the back or anything. It's just a statement of fact. If you listen to this show, you are probably ahead of a lot of your neighbors in understanding a lot of what's happening, you know, on this topic or some others, you know, geopolitics, you know, who's in, who's out of presidential relations, that sort of stuff. You're into this stuff. In other words, there are a hell of a lot of people who are not who are just now, like so many of those parents in Glendale, for instance, becoming aware of what's happening in their kids' schools and figuring out how far it's gone, how aggressively they're doing it, and how young they're targeting the kids. And, and I, like Jack, abhor all violence. But you're going to see scenes like you saw in Glendale 20 times a day all over America soon.
3: Yeah, man, I, uh, Pride Month has been around for a long time, and, um, you know, fine. but Gay and lesbian
0: folks deserve their rights.
3: Of course. But how, how uh, the way it has become such a just everywhere, omnipresent thing for an entire month is really interesting.
0: Uh, why? How? Yeah, well, there's, we're trying to answer that question. But uh, Gerald Posner, for instance, in The Wall Street Journal, wrote a great piece I'm going to share with you later, The Truth About Puberty Blockers, the so-called gender-affirming care, the new euphemism, which has come out of nowhere. This, this is insidious. Europe is running away from this as fast as they can, and it's being pushed in our schools to little kids. Yeah, that's the thing
3: that's got to be pointed out. I think that's it so, so it's driven so much currently by all the trans issues because the whole gay thing—you won, you—you—you—you you, you, you won, you won, and good for you. Absolutely, it's a, it's okay. It's, it's mainstream as mainstream can be. Marriage is legal. Blah blah blah. Um and it's really not even a conversation it's really not even uh, that uh contentious an argument
0: for the most part outside of some churches and that sort right. of thing and we
3: respect everybody's beliefs but uh so this the, the the contention is all driven by all the
0: trans stuff so that's what that, that's that's the way it was so well, well, and it was in particular, purpose. I have to jump in, in particular, cruel experimental treatments of confused adolescents. We're being expected to lump that in with a gay person shouldn't be fired from their job for being gay. Right, that's the Mont
3: and Bailey game that's being played by mainstream media of of uh making it be Pride month. Well, you're against gay pride? Yeah, you don't what gay marriage? Is that what you're mad about? No, no, everybody's okay with that. That went away a long time ago as a as a major issue, all right? Um the the boys and girls locker rooms is a completely new thing, like completely new in the history of your thing, and utterly unacceptable. Wow. Hey, any comment? Text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
5: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: You know, it's funny. We come up with all these topics and articles and clips and all to talk about um, on the show. And uh, during the commercials, Jack and I were just comparing notes about um, the housing market right now. He's, you know, looking to change where he is. And uh, we're Judy and I are trying to help one of my kids and her husband with... Uh, their housing situation, because they're struggling and they live in an incredibly expensive place where where prices for houses, uh, especially on the lower end, have like tripled in the last four years, five years. I mean, apartments are little apartments are prohibitively expensive. And uh, man, it's rough. So if you're struggling with that, oh, and interest rates, of course, you know, the payments are going to be sky high. Yeah, it's just, it's it's crazy. It, it does not feel sustainable, um, but who knows how it ends.
3: Yeah, I just walked in the room. What are you talking about? I'll tell you You're what about. The I, housing I thing
0: we were talking about. Oh,
3: okay. Because I was just watching a little Fox News. We got to grab some of that. Uh-oh. About uh, Andy McCarthy was on there, former prosecutor. He's their go-to legal guy, and talking about how, man, this whole, this and this, he says it's virtual certainty Trump is going to be indicted uh breaking news yesterday being that he was told he's a target and he said they wouldn't absolutely not say that unless they're going to n- indict him and mm-hmm. uh and that we are really in uncharted territory i mean this is going to be completely different than the whole brag new york thing uh in terms of the um uh you know all the legal ramifications and anybody who claims they have the slightest idea how this is going to play out given he's the leading candidate former president all that sort of stuff has is is really out on a limb because, nope, this is really unprecedented territory we're headed into.
0: I heard Mike Pence talking about that yesterday uh, because he's trying to thread the needle like so many are, trying to not offend Trump fans and, and bring them over to his side. Um uh, But he was, and he's a sincere guy. I, I think Mike oh, Pence really absolutely. is a sincere guy. Um, but he was talking about how no one's above the law, but this is such an awful look to have. Right even somewhat questionable prosecutions of leading politicians by people who are clearly more enthused by the other side. Of course, you know, with Trump, it's different because a lot of people in his own cabinet are on the other side at this point. Um, But uh, his and in in the rough situation we're in is pretty clear. This is the stuff of third world, uh, you know, uh, banana republics. And yet... If there are laws being broken, I mean, for instance, if, if Biden's running a crime family, I think he ought to have to answer for it. If Trump is obstructing justice and whatever else, you got to hold people accountable.
3: Man, oh, man, the context matters so much, though. When you have the context of having just what a couple of weeks ago when the Durham report come out, Finding out that the FBI fudges and hides stuff and does whatever they can do to be able to spy on you, knowing there was no story there. I mean, when you've got that context hanging out there, it changes it changes
0: it quite a bit. Yeah, it shouldn't. This should all be completely dispassionate and legal and buy the books and the rest of it. But that's not the way uh, democracies work. That's not the way cultures and societies work. People are going to perceive it as a political hit job, and there will be chaos.
3: It's not even the way human beings look, uh, work because I look at this all the times. I mean, you had the guy at the was the chair of the intelligence committee going on TV shows for years, claiming crap that wasn't true, and he's still in office and might get elected senator. Talking about Schiff. Um, yeah. I mean, when you've got all that, this time I'm supposed to believe it's on the up and up, and everything was done by the
0: book. Okay.
3: Maybe it was
0: for what it's worth uh, on that topic the current chair and ranking committee of a uh, ranking member of the uh, Intelligence Committee were doing joint appearances saying, this committee is now nonpartisan. It's always been nonpartisan. It's nonpartisan now. We're working together in a n- not named but unmistakable disavowal of Adam Schiff and the poison he spread on the committee. It's funny that uh, they've decided to make a big deal of that. It's not being reported. How odd.
3: Yeah, that is interesting. So way, it was Schiff and Nunez, that was an ugly time. They'd each go to their own cable news shows with completely different stories. That was not not good.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed. Wow,
3: this is going to get... I wish this wasn't happening. This is not good for the country, no matter
0: what. How about states splitting apart, like Oregon, wants to join Idaho? Those details coming up.
5: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Okay, we
3: got an anonymous text from somebody involved in the Glendale School District about the, uh, uh, the melee from yesterday around Pride Month, if you're the mainstream news, or the whole trans issue if you're paying close attention. So get to that in a second. But we didn't want to let this go by. This is kind of a public service, um, because uh, this could happen to anybody. I actually, I have my, I shouldn't do this. I keep my eye drops where I keep all my other stuff. So I have my eye drops. The bottle is the same size, shape, and color as ear drops. So the stuff that's designed to dissolve wax in your ears, I'm guessing if you put that in your eyes, is not a good thing.
0: Burn like fire.
3: I don't keep the super glue, which has a similar size color bottle next to the eye drops, for good reason. This woman should try that.
5: Well, I've gone and done it, I have won the most idiot person award. My eye drops sit directly next to super glue and they're the same size bottle and I wasn't paying attention. And now my eyes glued shut. <laughs> I had to be brought here by ambulance and I can't really open this other eye because then it makes this eye move and it's all scratchy and all this <laughs> shit. What an idiot. Now I'm just sitting here crying because I have no idea why. <laughs> and I asked the the people, I was like, has this happened before? Have you ever gotten a call like this? They're like, no.
0: <laughs> Boy, I hope God made her pretty.
3: So, yeah, I don't know. Katie, you saw the video. You said her eye looks pretty rough and she's on a gurney in a hospital so it's it's for real it's uh, well did yeah go- it
5: it's bad her eye is completely swollen shut and then her other eye which she didn't glue shut is bloodshot red like bl- bob costas at the olympics red <laughs> <Whoa>.
0: <laughs> and and joe she she's cute she's all right okay there you go that yeah helps. she's a cute girl yeah there she's you go. also the most idiot person in the world <laughs> Whoa, no man. disagreement
3: maybe the answer is to glue the other eye shut and then, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. as you said, I'm thinking out loud here. How are they going to fix that? Are they going to have to remove her eyelids or?
0: Entire head removal. <laughs> put it on ice. No, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you put eye drops in your eye. So does she have a chunk of super glue even now against her eye slash tear duct? Oh, her my God. Her corny has got to be scratched to S. Oh, that's horrible. All right. Well, let's just, again. Let's
3: not put the super glue next to the eye drops in the same place. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that
0: was a public service announcement.
3: Do you want to, in short, explain what happened to the Glendale School before we get to this text?
0: Yeah. Dueling uh, demonstrations, uh, if you listen to the mainstream media, about Pride Month. But if you listen to anybody telling the truth, it's that they're pushing transgenderism to little kids and radical queer theory. Uh, trying to teach confused adolescents that they're probably transgender and then keeping it secret from the parents. And people are pissed off when they find out about this.
3: So this is from an anonymous texter. Thanks for joining in. I'm going to try to keep it. I I won't put in all the details because I don't want your, I don't want anybody to get outed here. A few things regarding the Glendale situation. One, the Glendale community is heavily Armenian, and they are very culturally conservative on the gender issue. The protests were uneventful, but Antifa appeared, and of course that's when the trouble really erupted. I hadn't heard that.
0: Oh, that's funny. NBC left that out as well of their report.
3: In addition to being mandated to refer to students by preferred pronouns, they're also required to hide it from parents and refer to students by their given pronouns and names when in the company of their parents. How about that part? I mean, I knew the hiding part. That you tell them not to tell them. But I didn't know if I show up to the school, then you two are going to, like, wink at each other. And you're going to go with the other name in
0: front of me? I mean, that's a level of deception that is way too far. Mandated deception of parents. And according to NBC News, people were protesting Pride Month. Um, a teacher uh, said that probably
3: a third of this teacher's students are going by various names and pronouns that change throughout the school year. Yes, of a course, third. it's crazy. A third? You're going to tell me a third of people are the wrong gender? From explain, go ahead. From yeah. what your brain is telling you, a third, one out of three. Yeah,
0: you know, we've talked about this before. We get emails from parents. They drove on a field trip. All five girls identified as pan gender, or gender fluid, or bisexual, or whatever. None of them have ever had a partner of any sort. It's a way to gain status now. It's a craze. It's an adolescent social contagion that's being pushed hard by progressives in schools. Which, you know, is only stupid. And you could see somebody, you know, going through puberty, just becoming who they've always been, and laughing about that phase. It's like you know when you're super into death metal or a goth or or whatever. You know, a search for identity adolescents go through. We've all done it. Um, but it's that the activists want to push you down this road of uh, of uh, uh, puberty blockers, for instance, hormone therapies, surgeries, etc. Then it's not funny at all. It's not quaint at all.
3: Where, how, how does this play out? I mean, we're, are we just at the beginning edge of this, and we're going to go much further, and it's going to start crossing the whole country? Or is this just, you know, like in, you know, L.A., Wh- and, you know, California, land of fruits and nuts. Um, Only in certain places it's going to get tried, it's going to get pushed back, and it goes away.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's, it's somewhere in between because... Uh, the the output of the teachers' colleges these days, as we've discussed, is very, very far left. They're being taught this stuff in teachers' colleges. and they're going all over the country fired up to teach their kids this stuff. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's more uh, obvious and aggressive in blue cities and states. But it's all over the country. Both coasts, Illinois is is terrible. Uh, Austin, Texas, this stuff is being taught aggressively, for instance. And I would think um,
3: that even if you're of the bent where you think, wow, this, this whole trans thing has been a part of humanity forever, and people have had to keep it quiet and suffer in silence, and thank God it's now out in the open, these people don't have to suffer. So even if you're uh, fully a believer in that, I would think you'd look at your classroom and think, but there's no way one out of three kids is that. So, right. We got to do something.
0: Right. I would agree. And just one more thing on my previous comment my kids went to school, public schools, in a very, very conservative part of California. And uh, that school district has swung way left of where it was five years ago, 10 years ago. So it's moving in a hurry. And I think a lot of this outrage is merely people saying, wait, what? They're doing what? They're teaching what? Because, as I said earlier, if you listen to the show, you're aware that this stuff is going on. We're not imagining it. It is happening. And a lot of people are completely unaware. And when they become aware that the school district policy is to teach adolescents a super progressive queer theory and that school policy says, and we have to keep it secret from the parents. When they find this stuff out, they go nuts.
3: And there's no way this is a majority winning issue.
0: And, and by the way, if you dare stand up against it, you are a transphobe. If your kid resists it, your kid is a transphobe and ostracized and judged, etc. But the, these militants are very good at bullying people.
3: That is very, very true. I'm scared to say anything, um, uh, you know, when I'm around uh, various officials Um but people get to vote in silence, and and so I'm just wondering if they're not just playing exactly into Ron DeSantis' hand. It could be like the whole Nixon silent majority thing back in the day on other issues where people, you know, didn't feel like they could talk out loud, but they would go into the voting booth, and then all of a sudden it'd be shocking how many people agreed with what he was saying about whatever. Um, I could see that happening. I don't know if you saw DeSantis' wife wearing the leather biker jacket that said, Florida, where woke goes to die. That became a controversy because some newspaper claimed that she was saying that when woke people go to California they'll be killed. That's not what she meant. She meant the obviously she meant the ideology of woke, but sure. um, uh, where nice woke try, goes to die, Her husband is not good at uh, quick clever sayings, but his wife might be better at it, and that's a good one. I mean, this whole school trans thing really gets up and running and like becomes a focus. And she's wearing a leather jacket that says "Where woke goes to die." Mm-hmm. he could get a heck of a lot more votes than anybody uh, is thinking. As people are keeping their mouths shut out of
0: fear, like you were just saying, but are going to vote differently. Well, I'd love to see DeSantis come out with a... In Florida, we teach kids how to read and write and do math in school. See, that's We don't the teach other thing. them that they're probably a little girl.
3: That's the other thing. Why does this have to be happening at all? All of this, all these pride celebrations and the going to the gym and everybody getting together and waving flags and stuff like that. How about another hour of math? I mean, every school in America is struggling with this. uh, Kids are behind from COVID. The schools weren't doing well before. Why do we have time for this stuff
0: that is not as a million miles away from reading, writing, and arithmetic? And what's really odd is it's the places where they're most enthusiastic about pushing this ideology on the kids that are doing the poorest in terms of academics. They're the ones who can least afford to take time to teach little Johnny that he's probably little Janie.
3: God dang it, The school being the place where you're going to create a certain kind of person as opposed to just getting them up to various levels of reading and mathematics. It's really troubling.
0: Yeah. How well, about you leave the kind of person to the parents? Read Karl Marx. He was adamant. Lenin was the same. He was adamant that the nuclear family was one of the greatest impediments to Marxist ideology because people have much greater loyalty to their family than to the party. So destroying the family has been part of Marxism since, you know, well, I became aware of it at age 18 with a professor who used to talk about it.
3: I saw on YouTube. Just I don't know how this popped up on my YouTube.
0: I'm glad feed. you find this amusing. Like, please go bring your your levity to the subject.
3: So there is an there's an old you've probably seen it Monty Python bit. It's on stage in front of a live audience. Anyway, they have it. They have a game show going, and they have Lennon, oh, yeah. Marx, I love, yeah. Chairman Mao, and who else is it? Oh, Che Guevara. <laughs> anyway, and they start talking about this, and one of the one of the questions started with. The nuclear family is seen as an impediment to blah, blah, blah. So here's your question. Uh, Who won the World Football Championship in 1947? (laughs) And And Mal looks (laughs) at Che Guevara. (laughs) I I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know what the point of that bit was, but it was sure funny. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Mocking communists doesn't need a point. You're
3: right. Mocking communists doesn't need a point. Or at least back then it didn't in the 70s. Uh, you can comment, boy, if you got any more secret inside information because you're in the school districts where this is going on, feel free to text 415295KFTC.
5: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Man, that uh, flooding in Ukraine is something. Holy cow. Maybe we'll talk about that in hour three.
0: We've been talking a fair amount about the aggressive sexualization and indoctrination of kids into radical queer theory today. Um, And coming up next hour from the Wall Street Journal, the truth about puberty blockers. It's not what you're hearing. In mainstream media. But uh, I and this is not a coincidence. In fact, you could say in a related story, um, uh, rural Oregon has been talking about this greater Idaho movement where eastern Oregon wants to join Idaho because they have nothing to do with or nothing in common with, you know, uh, uh, big population, central uh, Oregon, central and kind of western Oregon along the highway there. It's very similar to the the State of Jefferson movement in California that wants to join rural Oregon and or, chunks of or, Ohio.
3: Or the whole country, remember? When Trump beat Hillary, the vote breakdown was Hillary won by several million votes to the right of I-95 and to the left of I-5 on the two coasts, which is mm-hmm. amazing, and Trump won in between. It's that different.
0: Yeah, yeah. So at any rate, uh, there are 15... Uh, I believe that's correct. Is it 15 or 14? I think it was 14 uh, counties in uh, Oregon that proposed joining this uh, greater Idaho. Uh, 12 of the 14 have held special elections on the idea. And 12 for 12 have said, yep, we want to join greater Idaho. Two have not yet held their vote yet. Some of the votes have been pretty close, but it's 12 for 12 so far. In those counties,
3: but how does Idaho feel about taking on more counties?
0: Uh, Idaho, I think, would probably be in favor of it because they would gain enormous amounts of tax revenue and uh, seats in Congress and that sort of thing. But here's the rub, and this has always been the rub: like the state of Jefferson movement. I was in favor of it, kind of. This isn't. I I have the sportswear. Is this
3: going to take the fun out of it and end it when you get to the rub?
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's I better, quite a rub.
3: Then I better conjecture first. Yes. Um, go ahead. Um, it is kind of interesting.
0: Anybody that who rubs before conjecturing is wasting their time.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird that we have the, the 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 state boundaries that we have based on rivers and topography from 200 years ago or longer, depending on what's going on. It's it's you know it's, it's so random.
0: And some compromise between a guy with a long beard and a top hat and another guy with enormous sideburns or something that was made in 1830. Right, right. Yeah, 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 It's true. But it's also, it's one of the great realities of our time that as the government has gotten more and more huge and activist and nitpicky and involved in every aspect of our lives and industry and commerce and agriculture, and the government is everywhere all the time. It's gotten more and more uncomfortable that the needs of a densely populated city and, and the folks who live there in terms of government is very, very different than people who live in rural areas. Uh, they're just uh, in an objective, non-political way. It's obvious they have very, very different needs from their government. The greater the population density, the more you need ground rules. I get that because you got so many damn humans tripping all over each other, but nobody wants to recognize that. And the state capitals are always dominated by the population centers. Yeah. So you end up with the 12 counties out of 12 and probably 14 out of 14 soon in Oregon saying, screw this. We want to form a state with people who live like us and think like us so we can govern ourselves. Well, it's pretty reasonable.
3: As a guy who grew up a rural guy my whole life, uh, so I fully understand that view of things. I think if you threw it up in the air for the whole country you would immediately come down with a all the cities want to be their own state and all the berries outside of the city want to be their own thing and i don't know how that would work for the country hooray says i well it so would say everybody the people in the cities like we don't want those corn pones voting and we corn pones say yeah fine we'll be perfectly fine without you let's start today
0: well, here we get to the rub, and uh, and and my argument against that is that the city folks who dominate they want those tax dollars, they want that power, so they don't want to let the rural folks slip away and govern themselves. Um, and that's why it's never going to happen. The uh, both state legislatures would have to approve it, and the United States Congress would have to approve this stuff. Well, I gotta
3: believe that there's a reverse situation too, where a whole bunch of rural counties are supported by the tax revenue of the cities. And all, if you took that away, all of a sudden you'd find yourself with a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble if you ever came to building a road or a dam or anything like that. Yeah, a
0: lot of truth to that, too, in some cases more than others. But, yeah, that happens. Uh, but this all leads kind of in a, a, a way to the Electoral College and why it's such a brilliant idea. It's not electrical? It, well, there are electrical colleges. But if you intend to go to one, don't go to the other. You will you will leave completely unsatisfied. I know nothing about circuits. <laughs> um, uh, and that is that if the Electoral College didn't exist, and this comes up every two years, four years, I guess every, every four years. Every time a
3: Republican wins the popular vote.
0: Wow, well said. Ding! Um, anyway, uh, and the argument's made, it's anti-democratic! Without the Electoral College, and I don't have it in front of me, but all you would have to do is win New York... Washington, D.C., uh, Boston, L.A., San Francisco, and Seattle, something like that, and you'd win the presidency every single time because they're giant population centers. And uh, people who lack wisdom or perhaps historical perspective would say, well, that's democracy, the majority rules. Can you imagine what this country would be like if half a dozen coastal cities elected every president, who would pitch policies well, for coastal cities and no. ignored the uh, forty-two other states?
3: Well, you wouldn't go six months without a civil war. Correct. I mean, for real civil war. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Electrical college.
0: Completely you got your different. Wire cutters. You got your gauges of wire. You know got about your voltages. Know about
3: your amperage. Oh, all about that. If you yeah. miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand.
5: Armstrong and Getty.